Greetings. Welcome to Chilean Villi on Space Court. In October 2019, Chilean Villi published an episode about hitchhiking. Are my hitchhiking days done? I'm trying to get people to hitchhike and pick up hitchhikers. I'm trying to reach the 94% of the population yes. that does not hitchhike, does not pick up hitchhikers, and has zero interest in that entire mode of transport. I'm about to go to Texas. I have to go from Austin to Waco. Do I try out the sign, let me be your first time? <laughs> this could open up a whole new chapter for me. Space cord, space cord. Space cord. We invite you to join us as Chile and Vili continue their conversation about hitchhiking. We would like to introduce you to the bitch that has hitchhiked. Well over 144 times. Vili. Cancer Sun. Cancer Moon. Gemini Rising. So this is actually part two of a series that we didn't know was going to be two parts. Went to the 99 cent store, purchased extra long manila file folders. One sign was going to say, let me be your first hitchhike. Second sign was going to say, I'm an easygoing human. Third which was what I advocated. I'm an easygoing Myers-Briggs. I which took Myers-Briggs I'm... out because I felt like that was really limiting my <laughs> options. I love that you went with that. Yes. Third sign was going to say, let's share the journey. And then fourth sign was just going to say north. I was going from Austin to Waco, Texas. Thing of it is, Sister Vanessa was like, hey, we're going to go down to Austin, go to Trader Joe's because they don't have a Trader Joe's in Waco. It's raining anyways, so I don't want you hitchhiking. We'll pick you up. So now, hitchhiking experiment was next. As a seasoned hitchhiker, rain is really a terrible thing to hitchhike in. I was glad that that was her offering and I gladly accepted it. So then I was going to just hitchhike from Waco to Austin. Same signs, but then I would change north to south. Sure enough, time comes for me to go down to Austin. Sister Vanessa again. Sister Allison is flying in randomly to Austin, and so it was going to be a sister reunion. We would like to clarify that when Billy says Sister Vanessa and Sister Allison, these are her actual sisters. They are not nuns. The hitchhiking experiment did not happen. You got, got universe blocked. I got universe blocked. Um, however, kind of an aside, but along the same vein, from Texas went to Los Angeles for 48 hours. Had a flight from Los Angeles to Hawaii, where I currently am. This flight was early in the morning. My friend offers to just get me a lift. I don't have lift on applications. I don't have a credit card. I'm not familiar with that whole thing. I'm nervous to use lift. Nonetheless, she guarantees me it will be there between 6 a.m. and 6.10 in the morning. Sure enough, 6 a.m., I'm waiting very nervously thinking this lift isn't going to show up. She's telling me guarantees, but I don't trust people. <laughs> ironically, <laughs> ironically, I don't trust people as a hitchhiker. We might have to address that later. <laughs> true, true. So 601, 602, 
6.05. It's very early in the morning. I'm in Venice Beach, California. It's Saturday. There is not any activity on the streets. It's apocalypse style. No lights. Sun is, you know, not up yet. 6.07. What do I hear down the street about four houses down? But a rolly suitcase and some bitch going to a car. She like no clicks the beepers to her car. And I'm thinking, okay, you know what? Might as well just mm-hmm. see, maybe. She's obviously going to the airport. I don't run, but I pick up the pace in the direction that she is. And I do a, hey, are you going to the airport? She does this like over the shoulder look. Clearly I'm walking towards her. And she yeah. a, yep, opens her front door, shuts her front door. <laughs> but the, but the, lights, <laughs> the lights of the car like the brake lights are still on. So I'm now picking up the pace a little more. Now we're at a jog. And the friend from the house comes out to the car, passenger side, opens the door. And I say, hey, I'm going to the airport too. Could I get a ride with you guys? I'd give you 20 bucks. Bitch in the passenger seat, looks into the car, looks back at me. No, we don't really feel comfortable with that. Okay. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay, bye. You needed your sign, clearly. You needed your (laughs) sign. Let me be your first time. Do you think it would have worked with that? Wow. I mean, I was I was pretty heartbroken, but I was also like yeah. so Los Angeles, living up to its stereotype of being cold and unfriendly and unwelcoming. Wow. I mean, um, I'm over here shaking my head. I don't hitchhike and I'm heartbroken. It was heartbreaking. It definitely was like, okay. But then I also thought, you know, I'm about to go to the Aloha State where I can finally like build some of that spirit that is most yeah. definitely lost in the 6 a.m. streets of Victoria Avenue in Venice Beach. So yeah, there's, so kind of along that's the same line. Depressing. It is, and I I don't know if that's indicative of what my experience would have been hitchhiking in Texas, but I felt like it was no way, girl, no way. We would like to introduce you to the bitch that has hitchhiked zero times, Chili, Gemini Sun, Scorpio Moon, Capricorn Rising. I don't know. I think it just has to be like a big city thing. I have to believe that that's probably not the norm and that you get city hardened, you know. Um, I lived in the city for a long time here in San Francisco. I now live about 10 minutes outside the city and you really do. You start kind of thickening your skin and looking forward and not looking around as much because it's all overwhelming. Sure. So, I don't know. I mean, sad it's, though. Yeah. Still sad that that Super happens. Super sad, you know. I, and, it's, and it's always the worst when it's bitches, you know. Like here we're two bitches. Yeah. There's another bitch. We're all clearly going to the airport. We all have rolly bags, you know. I mean, I know you like to use bitches in a positive light, but like these were bitches. Something like that. It's true. <sighs> city, city will do it to you. Yeah. I don't know. So, so you so got anyways, blocked. You got universe blocked. I got universe blocked twice. Um, and so you know, I think. Maybe just rounding out the hitchhiking episode, if there's any other questions that you have or any other things that you kind of thought of in the meantime of ways to reach that 94%, I'm, I'm all ears and I'm interested in exploring that. I do have some questions from some people around the country because they're sincerely curious. This question comes from Gracie O'Grady, who lives in New Orleans, Louisiana. Hi, and Gracie. Gracie <laughs> 
how do you know when not to take a ride? And on the same token, how do you know when not to pick someone up? Well, I think it's important to note, statistically speaking, I don't think I've ever turned down a ride. Oh, wow. Well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, there have been cars that are not going in the direction or the way that I want to go. And for that, I obviously say no. But on a like energetic or intuition frequency, I've never felt like, don't do it. And I think that is because I would say at least 33% of my pie chart of why I hitchhike is in this trust beyond me, beyond the other. So again, this person could be quote unquote dangerous human, but because I believe in the time timing of things so much and beyond what I can understand so much that I will still get in the car. And again, it's also because I haven't heard that strong no. I think that's a a mind-body like alignment of don't do it. She had a couple other questions who I think are good. Have you ever experimented with what you're wearing? to see if it brings you better luck. Sure, that makes sense. Um, I have not. However, I have experimented with props and I have experimented with dancing. Um, Prop being the ukulele. I've definitely done a lot of hitching with the ukau, even playing a jam, playing a song, sometimes using the thumb, sometimes not, sometimes uk and sign, sometimes uk and thumb. Yeah, so there's been props with regards to dancing. That just ends up being a usually deep Default to the Withering Heights, Kate Bush, choreographed dance. (laughs) And I know those moves very well. So I will do one of the sequences. And sometimes it's really just a shoulder bump and move. Okay. And a little bump of the knees. You could say a shimmy. I think that's accurate. I've had success with all. I usually just start with the sign or just start with the thumb. And then if times get a little desperate or longevity is the name of the game, then I will whip out one of those things. When you say Kate Bush choreography... Would you liken it to a tree in the wind? Some of the moves, yes. Not all of them. There's definitely, you know, a couple Egyptian squat hula hoops. There's also the good old Could you maybe describe? So if you can imagine the good old, it's like a Z with your hands, but you're making kind of a triangle squat. Yes. your lower body and then yes. do a hula hoop at the same time. That's what I, <laughs> that's the move. visuals and I want to know more. How do you not know what I'm talking about? I mean, Egyptians have the reputation, Egyptian dance moves. Like if you're playing charades and someone says Egyptian, you know you're going to make that (laughs) Z figure with your hands, which means... Yes, I get that. I get the upper body. It's the lower body I'm struggling with visually. Okay. So the lower body... Because you're low. You're low. You're in a squat. It's it's almost a triangle. Triangle trapezoid squat. Maybe that would be better to understand. Yes. And then just hula hooping at the same time. So that's what that looks like. I like the visual I have. Um, you know, Kate Bush is um, an icon from ages ago. Uh, I think she's a witch. I think she's uh, very mysterious. And I am fascinated with her Withering Heights dance. And just a little plug for the future, 2022 Iceland, Riff Iceland, specifically in the Snuffle Peninsula, I plan to host a 
Kate Bush, Withering Heights dance on the airport strip, almost Guinness Book of World Records style. So just Okay. All right. I do have a few more questions. This question comes to you from Charlie Fitzwilliam of Mm -hmm. Huntington Beach, California. Mm -hmm. He asks, what is the weirdest request for compensation that you've ever received? Kind of twofold. It wasn't a request for compensation. It was just a straight up request. Generally, when I'm hitching, depending on where we're going, depending on what's along the way, depending on if it's a long ride, short ride, like very often I do want to contribute. Cars will stop and be getting gas. I'll offer some money. I want to be part of the cause. We're sharing the journey together, right? I guess in Peru, it was very tricky because there's a lot of cars that are actually taxis in disguise. Pretty much every time someone stopped, I would ask them like how much and half of the time people said nothing and then half of the time people would say a price and I would either agree with that or I wouldn't okay so the weird request that I had that wasn't about compensation or any exchange was just a straight up do you want to go to a hotel and have sex no Uh, yep and well by the way I have to stop and say right now that this is funny because Heather Kelly Beavers Gerson who is a friend from Portland Oregon literally just right now sent me a text saying she wants to know your number one strangest um, situation. Mm. I have three stories in my weird category. The one about the guy asking, do you want to get a hotel and have sex? But then I think my weirdest one, which would answer Heather's question, is porn guy. Interestingly enough, both of these hitches were in Israel. That's just the facts of where it happened. So the hotel guy, he dropped off what I believe to be his daughter because it was like an adolescent young person. I happened to be at the bus station too. In Israel, it's very easy to hitchhike because there's actually like almost designated spots. Like they are actually bus stations, but it's very common for people to hitchhike. And I'm literally going maybe 30 kilometers south. So it's not very far. And he's going in that direction. So he's like, yeah, you can have a ride. Get in the car. We're going to the place. And he's like, hey, have you had lunch? And I say I haven't, which was true. He says, do you want to get lunch? It's a little further down, but I'll bring you back up here. I'm kind of on the fence. Like I've been offered meals and different things before. And I generally kind of trust the feeling vibe or like, you know, my urgency of needing to get where I need to go, et cetera. You know, felt good about the situation. And I said yes to lunch. So we go to lunch, have very nice conversation, have a good lunch. And it wasn't until after lunch when he's returning me to where I'm staying. Mm-hmm. And he asks, do you want to get a hotel and have set? And I say very- That scary. straightforward? That straightforward. And I say, no. Then he keeps driving and he asks again, are you sure you don't want me to get a hotel and we can just have some sexual quick? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to actually get out of the car right now. I will open the door if you don't stop the car and get out. And he was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I won't ask again. Okay. And I was like, honestly, like, if you say anything again, I will jump out of your car. And he was like, okay. And I, I was very aggressive about that motion, like opening the door. <laughs> taking the so he knew you motioned what you were going to do. Yeah. If like, he continued. Exactly. And he didn't. Wow. He dropped me off uh, at the kibbutz that I was staying at. And, um, <laughs> did he apologize? Did he say he did. that he was... The, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. When I, again, when, I, when he saw me actively like grabbing my things and opening the door while he was still in motion, or he may have been at a stoplight. Like it wasn't going fast either. It's not like we were 60 miles per hour and it was like, I'm going to get out. You know, like it was just a very like, because we had just left. We were still in the city. There was still traffic lights. Obviously there were hotels and things around. So yeah. So he's that, like, hey, now's your time. Hotels are behind us soon. Exactly. So that was a request, I think, or an offering, I guess. To which I said no. (laughs) That is certainly an exchange, Charlie. Thank you for your question. 
Um, so to answer Heather's question, I think the weirdest hitchhike that I've ever had is the hitchhike that I call Porn Guy. And it was a rainy day. As I have already mentioned in this, rainy hitch hiking days are the worst. They just suck. One, if you have a sign, it's getting ruined. Two, you're getting wet. Even if I, I mean, I generally have a poncho and my poncho covers my stuff and me, but it's just, it's not ideal. So anyways, I'm totally soaking. I've been hitchhiking all day actually. And I'm still pretty far from my destination and the sun is going to be setting again at a bus station and this car pulls off and he rolls down the window. He asks, you know, in Hebrew where I'm going, which I don't know how to speak Hebrew, but my sign is in Hebrew and it says the direction I'm going, which is east. I think I had Hebrew written out on my phone and like screenshotted, which is like as far as I can go. And then I have another screenshot that says, you know, when you're going another direction, I will continue and tell you to stop so he reads that he like motions for me to get in the back seat so i'm fine with that like i'm wet i get it doesn't want me in the passenger seat get in the car clean car put my backpack down get my stuff in sitting behind the passenger seat and we're driving he speaks a little bit of english so we're kind of back and forthing a little bit but not much because of the language barrier it's really big and then at one point he's looking back in his rearview mirror and he's like looking with his eyes down and then he's motioning with his hand like you like you like and i look over the passenger seat And in the dash, like kind of by the shift, the gear shifter, is his telephone and porn is playing on his phone. Wow. And I mean, I I don't have a lot of experience with porn. I've watched porn like maybe twice in seventh grade and I've seen it on the back screens of, I don't know, karaoke bars or something, maybe strip clubs. I... I'm not very well versed in porn. It seemed like soft porn because it wasn't like straight up, you know, naked bodies humping. I think it was the beginnings of the porn scene. Like I could just tell it was like, this is porn. And I tell him no. To which he turns it off and we continue on the drive. But that was strange. Yeah. I mean, he's testing it out. Definitely doing a little little test. Also, I mean. Maybe, but I, he could have, I mean, that could be his like commute. Like there's a lot of people that listen to podcasts. There's a lot of people that probably watch a TV show. <laughs> like that could be his, I mean, who am I to judge? You know, let's also be honest. Not in every country or in every city or area do people really get alone time, maybe outside their car. Mm. Just dawned on me now. I was like, what's this is dangerous? Like porning and driving? Not texting and driving. <laughs> he could easily be one of those people who lives in a house with six to eight people. Right. This in is a really small. Show. And this is like his only alone time. Right. To actually have volume up or anything. Yeah. yeah. It's probably his vehicle. Right. Let's be honest. It's probably the well, case for a lot of people out there. So Just again, on me. Yeah. That makes no, quote Not to make sense. excuses. Right. Not to make excuses. But again, like, you know, porn is a whole different conversation right I, I didn't feel threatened I wasn't requested I mean it was just a very strange like huh never anticipated this one any other questions there are um yeah. Kelly Wong from San Francisco would mm-hmm. like to know if there's any mental preparation that goes into when before you're hitchhiking yeah and it depends very much so there is this mental preparation like especially for long hitches ambitious days I do kind of get into this like okay one I have this goal and objective to get to a place that's potentially obtainable but also far-reaching so there's this whole like psyching myself up like you can 
do it. You can do it. It'll happen. Life's in your favor. Okay, let's do this positivity, right? But then I also have this other like, oh, it's so exhausting. Like those long days are just, you don't know how long they're going to be. I just know my end point. So generally what I'll do is kind of almost put my, my war paint on is kind of how I view it, which ends up being glitter brows. So, you know, as I'm going through the motion of putting on, let's say turquoise eyebrows, and then glittering up. It's just that kind of reminder of like, here we go. I'm surrendering to what will happen and what will be. And I'm looking forward to the experiences that I'm about to have. Got it. Susanna Obert of Colorado would like to know if you have ever felt a deep, deep connection with someone when hitching, like a surprisingly deep connection. So I have another category with I boxed as the lover category. There's actually a Space Court episode about Pablo from Ecuador. Yeah. This is the guy you flipped a coin on? Did you flip a coin on him? Sure did. Flipped a coin on him. There wasn't the initial deep connection, but there was definitely connection that was built through our time spent together because we ended up spending like three or four days together. So yeah, that was really sweet. And then I had a hitch in New Zealand, which was very surprising. The deep connection was purely lustful and really is my only sexual hitchhike that I've ever had. It was pretty instantaneous. I saw this guy at a parking lot. I was going in a particular direction. He kept looking at me with my sign. So I walked over to him at the parking lot. I felt like I was being pulled and he didn't know where he was going. It was a very very strange story that he was telling, but I was just on fire for him. Yeah, that was- Wow. That was very unique. I've never had that experience. That's intense. Yeah, it was very intense. Are you in communication at all? We talk on occasion, random sexual text. That was definitely a unexpected. That brings me to a, a question from Gracie O'Grady of New Orleans, who also asked, what's your most memorable? What's the hitch you're never oh, going to forget? You know, that's a really hard question because I actually have a lot. I would almost have to say, okay, Gracie, I'm actually going to give you six stories and you tell me which one because they're all that memorable. The like kind and generous one, the above and beyond one, the fun and funny one, the scary one. Because those are kind of, you have to give some category and I could tell you the most memorable one from that, you know? I get it. Maybe if we do a hitchhiking part three, people who know you are pretty mesmerized by the fact that you do this. You know, like this is something that a lot of people, as you say, 94%-ish. I mean, when Mm -hmm. I've told people that, they say it's definitely higher than 94%. (laughs) So just, um, yeah. Um, I think I've wrapped up the questions people had from around the country. We had a few different states represented yeah, in those thank questions. You. Thank you for participating. I appreciate the consideration. I mean, I guess a question from me, what's the country that was the most open mm. to hitchhiking and what's the country that you felt was the least inviting? I think my answer is pretty quick on that. I think New Zealand is definitely very hitchhike friendly. I had amazing hitchhikes going out of there. And I really, I mean, North Island and South Island, I was there for two and a half months and I hitchhiked well over 4,000 kilometers. I mean, I have like red dots showing where I've gone in New Zealand and I never did any buses. I never did any Ubers or Lyfts. 
it was only hitchhiking. Wow. So, and it was easy, easy being sometimes you wait, but I only had one struggle and it was on a rainy day. And I feel like rainy days are kind of just null. I ended up taking a different road after waiting for like two hours and just kind of went wherever the, the cars were going. But New Zealand is the easiest and very positive, great experiences from that. I think the hardest was Egypt. And, you know, I could say Thailand as well or any country where it it actually is culturally very foreign. Like nobody really understands what that is. Like New Zealand, it's very common. There's a lot of backpackers. There's a lot of hitchhikers. Like it's a very known cultural thing. But Egypt, Thailand, some of these other countries, Southeast Asia, Middle East, it's not. Specifically with Egypt, it's not. I I hitchhiked once in Egypt and it was very hard because I was actually like, even with my sign in Arabic, it doesn't compute, you know? Wow. Yeah. Well, these have been some good questions, and I got to be honest, I'm still pretty curious about what different signs will yield. Right. But I mean, maybe there will be a time down the line where we do a third after, if it calls, you never right. know. To the origin of having the hitchhike episode, you know, it's about reaching that 94, potentially higher percent, right? And I would be curious with all of these people that you ask questions. I would like to ask them, is there anything that might make you stop and pick up a hitchhiker? I would pick up a hitchhiker if I had multiple people in the car with me, for sure. Okay. Those are the requirements. That, and they have to have a sign that says, I'm an easygoing Myers-Briggs. Space Chord. Space Chord. The Chilean is from Fiji Song, Rose Garden. Composer and writers are George Vicoso and Ernest Saffings. The Chilean outro is from They Might Be Giant Song, Particle Man. Songwriters are John C. Flansburg and John S. Linnell. All credit and praise goes to the aforementioned artists. Thank you for sharing your gifts with planet Earth. Sharing is daring.